Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's episode is The Art of Saying No Without Having to Say the Word. <laughs> yeah, and we want to make sure that you don't say you don't say no, you just have to explain that either more resources, money, or time are needed to make the request happen. I don't know how many times I've had to say the word no, it's been a lot. It's almost like when I was in high school hearing it from the numerous women out there. All right. Uh, so you're getting back at those chicks, Oh, yeah. Huh? I digress. Hold on. Sorry about that. <laughs> they but missed out. They missed out. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. they missed out. Look where I am now. <laughs> but... Um, you, should, you shouldn't have to say no all the time. And I learned that early on. Numerous people come up and it would just upset people. And I started to figure out, or I tried to figure out why, why do I have to tell these people no? And what can I do to not have to say it? But when you're dealing with someone asking for what you would think is a ridiculous request, like I need a 50 inch plasma TV in my office. I need a polycom desk, a polycom phone on the desk right next to me. Um, whatever it might be, is your first tendency is, oh my God, these people are crazy. I have a budget to work within. Right. Well, and also uh, assuming that they know your budget, right? Because the thing is that sometimes they come from other companies, from bigger companies that have bigger budgets and uh, partners, uh, C-level people, even senior managers are catered to a little more because it fits the budget. Yeah. Well, I used to be able to get this at my other firm. Well, we're not there anymore. And you know, the budget at your other firm was how much this entire firm makes if it's a smaller firm. So it was getting and, and then having to deal with, you know, not just that, but then, you know, the partners come in with their new toys uh, and saying, hey, we should be implementing this across the board. Same with the CEO. Hey, I got this new toy because normally that's where the whole BYOB thing or BYOD thing came BYOD. from. BYOB is something else. Yeah, I want to work for uh, that company. <laughs> that's later on tonight. But th that's normally where a lot of this stuff started was the CEO coming in or the you know, people making the higher incomes that could afford all the toys coming in. Well, not just that. I mean, a part of this problem that I, we IT folks have now, too, is that people are accustomed to gadgets now. So yeah. their gadgets at home sometimes are more powerful than the gadgets that they have in the enterprise. They're not made for enterprise, yeah. but they're cooler, faster. I mean, even your internet, right? Yeah. You can get 50 megabits internet, and sometimes when you're in a small office, if you, you know, hopefully you don't have a T1 yet, but there's some offices that do. You have a T1, it's going to be slower than even at your house. Mm -hmm. So you're going to ask the IT guy, well, why can't I get this? Well, at enterprise level, it's something different, yeah. right? So, so that it, consumerism is an issue. Yes. So in, in, in learning this, you know, learn not to say no. I, I, the one issue, like I said, I had a partner come to me at another firm and said, I want to get a Polycom from my office. And I was like, well, you have a phone. And they, well, I want this for the, the desk. And they had like a little desk, a round desk in their office also, which was all of two feet away from their desk. So my first initial thought was, you know, you don't need that. You can move your phone over. They didn't want to do that. So I said, okay, let me figure out what I can do. I wasn't going to spend it. It was like $1,000 for this phone. So I went to the CEO who was my boss and I said, they're asking for this phone. Right? And then of course he asked the same questions I did. What do they need it for? Why do they want it? And then he said, what do you think? I'm like, I really don't think they need it. I think they can move their phone over. He's like, well, they're a partner. What you should do is tell them if they want to buy the phone, they're welcome to buy it. They have a partner allowance they can use to buy the phone. Okay, well, that seemed like a reasonable... Let me guess what their answer was after you came to them with that. Well, I don't want to use my partner allowance for that. I'm like, well, that's the option. So it made it so I didn't have to say no because it wasn't a policy. You bought everything the partner said. But that was what their partner allowance was for, is to buy stuff like this for themselves. Right. Well, and one of the issues that we've talked about this before, but a lot of times what happens 
is that people come to you with the solution. They don't come to you with the problem. So what's your issue? What are you trying to solve? Because it's usually a want, not a need, right? Yeah. And they don't want to explain to you why they want it. Well, I don't want to get up from my desk and take two steps and sit down to have a meeting with somebody else. That would bring in, just a quick <laughs> aside there, that would bring in, everyone said they always needed a printer, which I laughed about. And I'm like, well, what do you need a printer for? We have that printer that's a network printer. And they said, well, I print a lot of confidential information. Well, my response was, oh, that's no problem. We can set up a mailbox on the printer. You could go type in a two-digit code, and you're all set. I don't want to do that. Oh, so really, it's just you don't want to get up from your desk. And right. people would look at me, because I was kind of being a smart ass, but that's really the response. I wish they would just tell me that, though, because that was really, I want this. Well, and to add to that, I mean, some people don't listen to you anyway, even when you respond with reason. But we IT managers know that small desktop printers cost a lot more per month, per page yeah. to maintain. Exactly. So we know that having 50 printers all on everybody's desk is a lot more expensive than having one copier. And it's not just because you have 50 printers, right? It's because per page you're spending eight cents per page instead of one and a half Yeah. And when it, it comes down to it. And like Victor said, even when you explain that, people just don't care. So. I needed a way to address the people that just didn't care when I tried to speak logic to them because they think in the grand scheme of things, they're bringing in tons of money, what is this gonna cost? So my response to those also were, you can use your partner allowance. And a lot of them were happy with that, they just wanted the printer. Some of them didn't, they complained, but at least it wasn't me telling them no again, which was a beautiful thing. Well, but at that point, you're putting the burden on the person to assume that you know that cost is worth the time that they save. Because in some instances, it makes sense yes. in some instances, especially if they can justify that expenditure. So I'm putting it on you to decide now. Mm -hmm. We're still working as a team here. But if you're telling me that you want this, I disagree with you about why you need it. Then you tell me, well, you know, based on this, these costs and the efficiency is still worth the money. OK, if it's in your budget, spend it. And in fact, if you give me a good argument, I even put it in my budget. I'll, yeah. I'll put it as a profile for, okay, partners get printers, yeah. which sometimes you have, right? A lot of no, times, exactly. though. We that. Like, we're accustomed to accounting having them, yeah. but accounting is printing all the time. So that argument wins a little more when an accounting person tells it to me versus somebody that just doesn't want to get up. Yeah. And right? then this also goes into then the way to, these were just some of the issues we dealt with. Now, the way to address some of those to circumvent, or not circumvent, but to preempt them was, let's look at a system of you know, request management. Um, we talk about some ITIL stuff. This would be like in a service design phase. We'll get into, again, the ITIL stuff more later. But um, it's showing how people how to request something. And the thought there being is that if a, a person that's a lower level person reports you know, up through the chain, they don't come right to IT saying, I need a TV on my desk. The system should be in place that they know who to go to to ask for something. If someone in department A needs something, they go either to the department head or the person designated for that. That person says, yeah, this is a need. They, they approve it, which then goes to whatever process, if it's IT to order it, whatever it might be. Well, hold on, hold on. You're going a little too fast for us there, Greg. <laughs> now, before that, shouldn't you also have, let's say, profiles? So maybe that, that could be a bit circumvented. So if we know that a staff one for the accounting department mm -hmm. or the estimating department gets a certain piece of software, do we really need their supervisor to approve it, right? Yeah, Victor, Victor's right. I was making assumptions, and I shouldn't have done that, is that, yeah, you already had these profiles, like Victor was saying, set up. Because you make an ass of you? And me. 
No, an option. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but Victor's right. You, have, you should have profiles to, again, to preempt those of, you know, if you're supposed to get it, I don't need to ask. You should have already had it. That's actually on us that we didn't give it to you. Right. These are for the things that are different. You're not supposed to get an iPhone, but you want one. Okay, how do I request that? I don't care if you request it. Let's just follow the chain. Give people the information of what do I need to do to get this? Talk to your department head. They need to help build the business case because it might be completely justifiable. Or the department head, especially if they're in charge of their budget, might say, I am not buying you that. There's no reason you need it. No. Right. Well, that and way, when we, I don't have to say no. The department head is based on the policy. Right. And what we do is adjust, right? If, if you know, throughout the year, we keep getting these requests. Let's say, you know, I have a piece of software to mark up PDFs. Everybody that comes in, into our, our, our company that dealt with this before uses this other product. We keep getting the same requests over and over. So now it's not that, that one pain in the butt person. It's 80% of your population thinks that this other software is better. You have to listen to your clients too. And our clients are internal people. Yeah. And so you say, okay, let's revisit. We change the profile. Next year when somebody asks for product X, of course you get it because but we already approved it. Like that too is you build a business case for it. You say, yeah, this is going to help us improve efficiencies because once you can show a dollar value that you're going to gain efficiencies, you're going to be able to you know, charge the client for it if you have to. You're going to be able to, again, just overall be more efficient. They're going to, they're going to definitely say yes to that. But you need to show that to people. Right. So that, so that I guess that goes into building a business case, right? And, and there are templates that you can find anywhere if you don't know how to write one up. Yeah. <laughs> that you'll, find, you'll Google business case and, and you'll find something out there. But it, it, even if you're a staff because you want to change something, you can do it yourself, right? Or talk to your supervisor about it and you'll figure it out. Then the people that are in charge of departments and, or I call them shops, right? The, the sub-departments then can figure out how to talk to IT mm -hmm. and get that going. And now uh, that's one way to do it. Another way to do this is to show them an alternative. I need an iPhone. Okay, do you really need an iPhone? Because we give out Androids to our employees. So doesn't that meet the same need? Or, you know, software. I need, you know, this software to do X, Y, and Z. I need this Visio software to do my, the HR department's asking for Visio to do an organizational chart. Well, they only need, you know, uh, they want a $1,000 license, and I honestly don't know what it costs. Right. When you can actually do this in Word very easily. Cost more than paint. Yeah. Or Word. You <laughs> Whatever, have right? So yeah. help people, too. If you understand what the true need is, not Visio is not the need. Visio is a solution. What is the need? You might already have a solution in place inside your company that you can give them at no cost, and you want to standardize. So you don't want them using something that they feel like it's good. Now, if they say, I've looked at that, it's not sufficient, again, then we build a business case for it. So that would be another way that you can not have to say no but still help the client or your customer. With uh, publishing the projects that you have listed help with that situation in terms of uh, if people know what you're deploying and they're asking for that same functionality, then they won't keep asking because they know it's coming in October. Well, it's also, if you go back to the ITIL terms, that's your pipeline. You have your service catalog, which has your current services, your retired services, and this is your pipeline, which are up and coming services. and. What oh, you, look at him. Check out the big I frames I know, man. I studied that. You know I studied that. <laughs> Greg Eitel Sasso. But it is, it is good because <laughs> it shows people that you're designing these services, and it shows them what you're getting ready to release. And it's not just, hey, we're going to deploy, I don't know, PowerPoint or you know, um, SharePoint. We're going to show you what is it going to be used for because that might help spark, oh, wow, I didn't realize you guys were doing that. That's great. That's what I want. You know, or it's in the pipeline. We're trying to get funding for it. And the person might be in a position that can actually, they can actually help you 
get the money you need. Maybe it's a partner or something. They're like, we absolutely need this. What do you need from me? Right. And it's getting these other departments in. Again, you want to work as a team. You want to get people what they need. And if there's something that you can't get because of budget, maybe they can help. Right. Well, using these people as champions to get that project going. You keep asking me for all this stuff. Well, let's do it right and uh, build it so the, the CEO, the VP of operations, wh whoever knows that this is being requested. This is why. This is how many people are going to use it. You already have your use case there and you already have buy-in if you build projects that mm -hmm. way. And we're a little off of topic here, but we're not because all of this helps you to not say no. Yes, I mean these are all again. You don't want to say no, so you you know. It's double negative is to say yes. <laughs> we, we've shown you different ways, and again, if you have to say no, it should be that it's no because of policy. It's no because we don't have the money. But give them a reason. It's not just no. We're not doing that. That's stupid. It's no because again, we have something else there. So I think that goes into what our follow up or you know our the wrap up would be is that again the three things to address this are one is you need to build a business case to help justify the expenditure. The second one would be discuss alternatives with them because, hey, maybe there's something else we have in place that you can use instead of what you're asking for. And then the third one is, again, what we just talked about, publishing a list of projects to show, here's what's in the pipeline now. You know, Are you asking for something that's here? And maybe we expedite that project if we can justify it, but here's what we're gonna offer. So, right. Those are uh, three good examples. And, and a lot of these things, if you wanna build them, a lot of these things, you just Google them and you'll find a template for everything, right? Uh, now, if you have a project management tool, for example, it'll be better. If you have a dashboard with an intranet, it'll be better to publish projects. Uh, build business cases, the same thing. Some type of system with a workflow that you could put these uh, things into, right? Yes, yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can check us out on iTunes under Prometheus Layer 8. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also follow us on Twitter at PC Layer 8 Podcast. That's the number eight. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday for an exciting new episode.